How's it going, everybody? I'm back for episode three of Has Sports. It's Trevor Hazlitt, and today I'll be talking a lot about spring training, but I'm going to start off with my connection to one of the essential questions for the unit and how it goes together with my podcast. So the essential question I'm going to talk about today is going to be the one where it talks about how people can come together and make a social change. And I really can connect to this, not personally, but with my podcast, I can connect to it because athletes alone are performers in a way. They like to basically all they do is perform for other people to make them happy because people cheer them on, people pay money to go see them, and that's all it really is as an athlete at that level in their game. And those people can come together and make a change. They can start foundations, they can start charities, they can donate money that they make on their salary to send to people in need. I know of a few, like Christian Yelich, who won the MVP last year for the NL, him and a couple of his teammates came together to make a charity that raised money to send to victims of the California fires. I think that is a very good idea. It is a good way to raise money, not as a whole community, but a good way to come together as one and show that not everybody is all alone in situations when they need it. There's also ways that athletes stand up for what they want. There's athletes who protest and there's athletes who come together to help others. Also, another way athletes can do something is they can volunteer for a school or a military or anything like that. They can do something to show that they are more than just an athlete. They are a human being And that is all that it really is when you connect it to the essential question of how humans come together to make a social change. So before I start talking about spring training, I'm going to talk about some of the very big news in the free agency world. First of all, Manny Machado. He is going to get paid $300 million for 10 years by the San Diego Padres. He has an opt-out after the fifth year, which also means that the first five years of his contract, he will have to be guaranteed 150 mil. And if the team decides to go a different way and they opt him out after that fifth year, they have to finish his contract. So he will be getting paid 300 mil no matter what. I think it is very smart. I personally don't think he's worth that. He might be worth like 125 mil. He's getting way overpaid for somebody who hasn't produced very much at the big league level. But hey, the man's getting his money and he's going to go produce at a place that needed a big-time player. And San Diego, congrats to you on getting one of the big-name free agents for this offseason. I think he's going to have a decent year. I don't think he'll have a huge year. He will not be worth that 300 mil that he's going to get paid. Uh, The next player I'm going to talk about is Nolan Arenado. Congrats to Nolan. He is going to stay a Rocky for the next eight years. He signed a eight-year, $260 million extension today. Today is Wednesday. He is going to 
be a Rocky for the next eight years. He has an opt-out after the third year. He's going to be getting paid $32.5 million a year. They have a full no-trade clause on him. That means that no matter what, Nolan will not be getting traded because they feel he is the center of this Rockies team. Another team or another player, actually, who is getting some more free agency news is Bryce Harper, one of my favorite players personally. I'm kind of getting annoyed because he hasn't signed yet, but he's trying to make as much money as he can, and it looks like it's working. From what I've been hearing is the Dodgers are trying to sign him to a short-year deal, around three, probably four-year deal, give him roughly about 30 mil a year, which is a lot of money for that short of time. Another team I've been hearing is still in the running is the San Francisco Giants. I've been hearing around six, seven years for them. Probably around what Nolan got, about 250-ish million over that seven-year deal. That'd be a lot of money for a player who has produced at the big league level and roughly I think he might be deserving of it. But the last team who is in the running for Bryce Harper is the Philadelphia Phillies. I've been hearing 10, 11, 12 year. They're all over the place. The last three different deals I've heard so far have all been different year lengths, but it's been 10 to 12 years. I've heard anywhere from 300 mil to 325 mil to 350. I've heard closer to 350. More than anything, I think he's going to get paid his money and hopefully he produces because that'd be a shame for the team to pay somebody that much for them to produce very poorly and get paid very much. So spring training has started. I am very excited. Best time of the year. Spring training starting. My high school season is starting. Baseball is back. Best time of the year because the weather gets warmer and nothing better than it. Anyways, spring training has started, and I did get to, personally, get to watch a Red Sox and Twins spring training game. I was in Florida. The Red Sox, from what I can see, I can see why they won the World Series. They had five homers in the game, won nine to five. It was a good game. Pitching wasn't great, but the stadium, beautiful. It was a nice minor league spring training field. I loved it. The Red Sox, they showed why they were deserving. Andrew Benintendi, he hit a bomb. Jackie Bradley Jr., he hit a home run. Mookie Betts, he didn't play, which I was a little upset about because, you know, won the MVP last year, wanted to see the best of the best, but it's what you can't do anything about it. But I did see a lot of home runs. I did see a lot of action. Had a lot of fun. But anyways, the Rockies, who were in Arizona. I was in Florida. Rockies in Arizona. They are doing very well right now. They're 3-1. and one. Yesterday they played the Royals. Won 12-5. Nolan hit a home run. Mark Reynolds hit a grand slam. Trevor Story went yard. They're doing really well right now. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Again, referencing back, they locked up Nolan, so looks like he's going to be doing it for a long time. Now they just got to lock up Freeland, Story, and I think the Rockies are going to be good. 
So I'm going to talk about some college baseball. Don't really talk about it much, but season started. They're about six, seven games in, depending on the team. Number one team in the nation is LSU. They are doing very well. They're 7-0 and right now. They have a couple freshmen who start. There's one freshman. His last name's Cabrera. He plays in the outfield. He's hitting around 400 right now, which is insane to think about. 400, about seven homers in seven games. That's very good. Second team is Vanderbilt. They are always talented. They have a very good farm system that has come out of there. They always seem to get very solid players, and then their team is full of solid players, and a team full of solid players with good chemistry is unstoppable. Right now they're sitting at number two. Number three is Florida. Florida is very talented. They have a young pitching staff. They have, they're the hardest-throwing pitching staff in the nation. They average a fastball of around 97, which is unbelievable to think about. Number four in the nation is Texas Tech. They have a very solid lineup. They have six seniors in their lineup, three of which were All-Americans. They are a legit power offensive threat. Number five is Oregon State. Oregon State, they won it all last year. They have number their catcher, Adley Richardson. He is projected to be the number one overall pick. He is an absolute monster. He has a pop time of 1-7. Big leaguers' pop times are around 1-6, 1-7, so he's right there. He hits around 400. He's just an overall beast. Number six is North Carolina. They're very talented. They got a young team. Number seven, UCLA. They're pretty solid. Louisville, they're number eight. They, they're shocking a lot of people. They have come out, and they are 8-0 right now. They won back-to-back doubleheaders over the last four days. They apparently, they're just a team that knows how to play solid baseball. The rest of the... Top 25 rounded out is Stanford at 9, Ole Miss at 10, Florida State at 11, Arkansas at 12, Georgia at 13. Georgia is surprising everybody. They are 8-0 right now. You got East Carolina at 14, Mississippi State at 15, Texas at 16, TCU at 17, Baylor at 18. So you got three straight Texas schools at 16, 17, and 18. Number 19 is Clemson. Number 20 is Auburn. Oklahoma State is 21. Coastal Carolina, who won it all two years ago, they are number 22. NC State, they are 23. Cal State Fullerton, they're always pretty solid. They'll be up there in a couple games. Give them some time. They'll be, they're at 24, and Michigan rounds it out at 25. Now I'm going to talk about some basketball, specifically college basketball. Duke University, they're number one in the nation. They're the real deal. They got three kids that are going to be top five picks, probably even top four picks. But the number one player in the nation right now is Zion Williamson. He hurt his knee 30 seconds into the game against North Carolina. It was a very close game after he got hurt and then... North Carolina kind of ran away with it. I feel like if Zion didn't get hurt, they would have won. But that's not the point. Zion's injury was a grade one sprained ACL. 
he's probably going to be out for about a week, maybe two. Should be back for March Madness, but who knows? He might sit out the rest of the year just so he doesn't get hurt again, so he has that number one pick solidified. Because if he gets hurt again, teams might run the risk of that he's not healthy, might not be able to play, and his draft stock could drop, which would affect him on how much money he's going to make. The dude's a monster. He'll make his money anyways, but it's always nice to be that top pick when you're projected there. Another team that's shocking a lot of people is Gonzaga. I was watching some highlights. I saw they had a point guard. Man, this guy is insane. He put up about 40 points a game. He's just going off in the last 10 games. Another team, Murray State. Never heard of him. I don't blame you. I haven't either. Murray State has a guy. His name's Jay Morant, and he is projected to be the third overall pick. It is a he is a point guard. He's six four, two hundred pounds, and he is throwing windmill dunks, alley oop dunks. He is shooting three pointers and making them consistently. The dude is a monster. He is an overall beast, and you can't stop players that are on a roll so basically March Madness is coming up and I hope it's going to be a lot of fun hope Zion is healthy and I think Duke's going to win it all so with the summer coming up that means baseball starting football is over but that also means that football free agency is starting there are rumors Antonio Brown is going to sign with a new team you got a bunch of quarterbacks that are potentially leaving you got all these big name dudes that are about to leave you could see a bunch of shakeups in the NFL but then again with the summer starting you have the NBA which is coming near an end and my nuggets are doing very well right now they're only one game out from the Warriors I'm loving where they're sitting right now they're in second place in the West hopefully I hope they can bring a championship to Denver. That's what they need because the Broncos are the only team that's ever or that's done it in the last couple years, but the Broncos are starting to fall off. So, Denver, you need Colorado Rockies, Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche to start stepping up because the Broncos, they're starting to fade out as one of Denver's teams. But also, you got hockey which is about to come to an end. Hockey and basketball end around the same time. The Nuggets and the Avs, they're both looking pretty solid right now. Nuggets are in the playoff picture. They'll probably make the playoffs or at least clinch a playoff spot in the next couple days, probably a month or so. The Avs right now are the wild card team. I'm hoping, very fingers crossed, that the Avs can make it because that would be awesome to have two playoff teams in Colorado in two different sports and then the Rockies are also starting so you got extra basketball and extra hockey in Denver and then you also got baseball which is starting up so it would be a really good time for to be a Colorado sports fan you gotta love this time of the year all this actions going on there's so much to be excited for if you like sports and you live in Colorado. You got Rockies games, you got basketball games, you got hockey, 
You got lacrosse games. I'm not a big lacrosse fan. You got soccer games. There's so much going on right now. But personally, I can't be any more excited for the Nuggets to make the playoffs. The Avs hopefully make the playoffs. And the Rockies. I hope the Rockies can turn it around, make the playoffs again. Hopefully go deeper than they did last year. Maybe bring a World Series to Colorado for the first time ever. So that's going to be all for this week for Has Sports. Next week, we got more baseball. I'll give you an update on the Nuggets and the Avalanche. Hopefully, we'll get a little bit more free agency news. I hope my boy Bryce Harper signs, but who knows? Um, that's going to be all for this week on Has Sports, and hopefully you catch me next time in two weeks. Thank you, and have a good one. And if anybody that listens to my podcast is a baseball fan, I highly recommend trying to get to opening day. Opening day is the best day of the year. I don't care what anybody says. Actually, I would probably put it second just behind the 4th of July. Best holiday. Anyways, opening day is an experience that you will never forget. It's a lot of fun. There's parades. Everybody's excited. Baseball season is starting. It's basically the new season. It's a fresh start to whatever happened the year before. If you had a bad year, you get a chance to restart and have a good year. If you had a good year, it's a chance to restart and have an even better year and so on and so forth. It's the best day you will ever experience if you like baseball. If you don't like baseball, I recommend just going to a normal game, not opening day, probably not your thing. I went to opening day a couple years ago, and it was one of the best times of my life. I will never forget it. I just recommend you try to fall in love with the sport of baseball. It's so much fun to watch and focus on and pay attention to. Opening day is the best day you will ever experience if you end up liking baseball. Also, go to as many games as you can. It's the best experience you'll ever have. Watching baseball live is so much better than watching it on TV. Teams that I think are going to be World Series contending teams. In the AL, I think that the Astros, just because they have a very good team, they have Altuve and Correa up the middle, very talented. The Yankees, they're always stacked. They have a good young system, but they also have some very good vets on their team. The Red Sox have a good chance of repeating just because they have Benintendi, Martinez, Mookie Betts, very good. The other team that I think could run in the AL is my Indians, Lindor, Ramirez. They're both very talented players. And then in the NL, I think that the Braves have a good chance just because they're very young. They made the playoffs last year with this young team. They added a couple pieces that they needed. They have a chance to win the East again, have a chance to compete in the playoffs. Um, I do believe that the Cardinals and the Cubs are going to compete in the Central. I think one of those two teams have a chance to make in it just because they're both very talented. They're both very experienced teams. They have good managers on their team. They know how to play baseball very well. In the West, I do believe that the Rockies and the Dodgers are going to 
compete there. I think one of those two teams have a good chance to make it. The Rockies have the offense to do it. They just need to get the pitching a little more experienced. I think Freeland and Marquez are very good one-two duo in the rotation. I think their bullpen's pretty solid. They need to add just one more piece, but they get that one piece. I think they can contend. The Dodgers, they're very well put together team. They just added A.J. Pollock to their offense. They have Cody Bellinger, Justin Turner, Corey Seager when he comes back. They're pretty solid. They have the best pitcher in baseball in Clayton Kershaw. I think those teams are going to be the NL side. So NL, AL, those are my teams that I think are going to be World Series contending teams.